When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sportsbet BS Hotline, state your emergency. Yeah, it's me partner's group. Me mate Dave, I reckon he bought in. Okay, hang up now. What? And join Sportsbet's Bet With Mates. It's group betting without all the BS. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Don't miss Berwick BMW's end-of-year sale event. It's on this Friday to Sunday. Robot Building Supplies. Robots got it and deliver. Robotbuildingsupplies.com.au The Run Home with Andy and Gazy. Uh, g'day everybody and welcome to the show. It is absolutely lovely to have you with us. It's Thursday afternoon and we are coming from Andrew Gaze's backyard. Well This is your home this is your home territory here. Well, it's a long way from where I live, but it's where I play golf on a quite a regular you basis. Coach. Here in the out the magnificent Albert Park golf course over the, my two homes, Mount Derriman, lovely. Very, very nice. And Unfortunately a lot of rain, bunkers out of play, couple of holes out of play. But it has handled the very tricky weather conditions well, this course, and full compliments to the ground staff and everyone involved at the Mount Derriment Art Golfing Facilities. So, so no doubt about that. Here, here. And it is a surprise. It's the old Sunshine Golf Club. But they've spent a bit of money on the clubhouse and on course uh, renovation. No, no. And I've come no, in here, Andy, I've come can I just correct times, you? And it, it's, a, it's a very playable golf course. Well, it's the old Sunshine Golf Club, but I think it was, what, probably 15 years ago. It used to be a different course altogether. So it's come, they've, they sold that, and they've come over here, and this is a Craig Parry-designed mm, facility. That's true. It's very nice. Mm. And may I say, from the clubhouse... If I look over Kate's shoulder there, there is a magnificent uh, view of the city. Magnificent. It is a magnificent. We're up on a high vista here at the top right. of the hill, and it is quite a beautiful. Mm. You get out here in the morning, because we play quite early. So if you book yourself in at a kind of 6.30 sort oh, of hit up tea time, delightful. the sun rising out in the east mm. uh, behind the city is quite magnificent, the view that you get here. So lovely to be. We're here. You know, the only problem is, Andy, yeah. when you're coming here and you're crossing the bridge, even at that hour in the oh, morning, yeah, a lot of heavy, heavy vehicles. Big trucks. Big trucks. Big trucks who don't big. really care too much for wee cars. Big, big trucks. Yeah, yeah. You get out of their mm. way. You just respect their... That's their, right. They respect their... their um, what what they're doing, how they operate, and mm. their and their volume. A lot of wheels on There's, those trucks. Yeah, they're they're huge. A lot of wheels. Uh, we're here for the midday commercial industrial uh, business community uh, golf day today, which is that's right. Bringing together a whole lot of businesses from the local area and connecting one another and developing business opportunities together. Darren Dean and his crew have got us down here today, and it's of great significance to us because yes. they're our charity partner. Uh, is Rule. Now, we spoke to the surgeon from Rule, who's we part did. of the, the Prostate Cancer Centre. Mm-hmm. And the Rule Prostate Cancer operation is basically what the old EJ Witten Foundation has morphed into. It and, is. Um, when, I can't remember the surgeon's name, but I wish I, I, wish I could. But Wonderful we, man. We could, we could have spoken to him for three, the whole show. Mm-hmm. The calls we got that day, the interest that people had in um, you know, what, what they were setting up and establishing and the work they're doing obviously resonates to a significant degree with a lot of the audience of a radio station like ours. You know, men in that kind of hit zone of prostate cancer. And 
Uh, they continue to do a whole lot of work. They raise money here today. All the money they raise today goes to rule. So it's a it's a it's a good day. It is good a great to be, day. Good to and, be here. And to our audience, and like you said, we we are a very male dominated audience. If you want to help, and you never know when this might. You, you need to be Well, you should affected. get a blood test every year. Every year from the time I think you're about 50. About 50. And, uh, and make sure that everything's A-OK because yep. it's one of those ones you get on top of. Yep. Bang, you've got a reasonable chance to uh, get through. But if you want to help out, you can, and the rural organisation, and the wonderful work they do for to help raise awareness of prostate cancer, yep. please jump on their website. They've got a... Hats seem to be the go. They've bucket got hats. a bucket hat bucket that you hats, can mate. buy for 20 bucks. Nothing very, better than having a bucket hat on your head. Very small contribution that you need to make. And in return, you get a wonderful, wonderful hat. And you've got to go to ruralprostatecancer.org, O-R-G dot A-U, 20 out, hat in. in. And it'll, you'll last your lifetime. It's a very nice-looking hat. Real Gilligan's Island type yeah, stuff. Yeah, but it's a bucket hat, mate. That's what it they is. are. That bucket hat is... That's what they do. Protects the ears. The, indeed. They prote- the hashtag, Gregory Peck, no problems. Hashtag protecting legends. That's what it's all about. Mm. So uh, get on board. Please. Get yourself a bucket hat and help out. My uh, word. Big show today, Darren. We've got a bit of AFLW flavour about Darren Crocker, former North Melbourne champion, of course, been coaching the... Mickey Martin's out here playing in the day. He's playing in the day. That's right. Not much of a golfer, apparently. Oh. Gives it a bit of a whack, but I don't Plenty think... behind it, I reckon. In a short game... Powerful oh, unit. kind of you, sir. Very uh, powerful unit. Uh, short game leaves a bit to be desired. Has no soft touch around the greens, but that's okay. <laughs> I've Dr- not seen that that's, myself. No, that's what he, he looks like. He has found a place where he might be able to punch one out. Is this you just making a very, no. very nasty generalisation? No, what? Because he's a big, brawny yeah. bloke. He's got no touch. touch. That's, that's what... not what I'm. I spoke to the man. Okay. I spoke to the man on the way. In, okay. And that's what he declared. Doesn't yeah. play a lot of golf, Mickey, but he's out here today. Uh, Trent Cooper's going to join us. Still scratching my head at what happened with him at Fremantle. Uh, we'll get his in- insights into the uh, two prelims. Uh, this way. Speaking of cancer, Glenn Joyner, uh, who is a great friend of the show, is going to join us on the program. I, I, Australian golf pro for 30 years, uh, has been arguably having his best year ever as a golf pro in the, at Legends level. Mm-hmm. He's been a good player for a long time, played European, Asian tour golf, uh, was a regular on the Australian summer for 25 years. Um, comes of age, as a lot of blokes do when they get to that into that Legends category. Yes. Comes of age... Uh, qualifies for the Open Championship this year, playing the, arguably playing the best golf of his career, wins the Legends Pro-Am at the Australian Golf Club up there in Sydney last Wednesday or Thursday, mm-hmm. plays at Kalara, plays at Shelley Beach, playing everywhere. This is just after he played in the Australian PGA Seniors Championship. Playing everywhere, but then had to stop playing yesterday. You know why? Because you have to going. Well, you asked me the question. I right. didn't know whether it was a rhetorical question, but it was uh, it's because he had to go and have some chemotherapy. Had to sit down in a chair mm. and get chemo because he's got bowel cancer. So we'll just have a chat to Joins about his um, journey through life and what's in front of him right now. Ted, well, there's another one, Andy. Teddy Whitten's going to join us out on the golf course. There's too. another one that if you go, get, you must go get tested Early when and you get that when you get the little packs that come from the government where you got a, it's a little poo I've test. I've got one in front of me right now. Not not right now, but I've got one at, at home. home. Yeah, it's just a, a little thimble of poo. You put it in the thing and then you send it off and then you just get the the tick. And my brother-in-law actually did it. Came back and said, "Oh, you need to go get this checked." And all good. Yeah, Went yeah, in there, yeah. had the colonoscopy, no problems. But it does. Uh, it is a, a a start of that process. And once you turn fifty, it's free. It's free, thank you, government. Both parties. Oh, I don't say no, that. I don't say that. No, so, both of them. It's oh, it's yeah. by part. It's not. It's free. You get it. 
get it tested. Do not just put it away and tuck it away and say, oh, I don't need to do this. Just do it. It's not that hard. Away you go. And it, and that is one that if you get on top of early, That's a, no problems well, you've, whatsoever. you've had a couple of issues yourself in recent times I where have. you've been scared, witless. Uh, have. You have? No, I'm not no, joking. I have. It's I know. Very traumatic experience. So I can appreciate... Um, what uh, what a lot of people go through, and it's certainly I'm, oh, mate, I'm having that test. I'm asking for quit every couple of months. I'm yeah, going, yeah. I don't shy away from it. No. Have the test. Well, it is uh, 11 minutes past 12. Uh, it's midday madness. Uh, you call, you get on. That, that is the promise. We no. That, what? Well, don't, you're going to lie because you're not going to let, you won't uphold well, we got a, that, that saying. No, we've got a couple of guests. Well, well don't say that if you call, you get on, well, when you're we, not going to deliver on If you're going to deliver on I'm happy for you to say it, but don't just say it flippantly because Dwayno does and does well, deliver. Are you, I'm you a are, fine we, guy. We he are, is a fine guy. We are obliged to do midnight. We've never had the opportunity to do midday madness since Dwayne has made it one of the most successful and popular hours of radio. In fact, two hours now of radio mm. in uh, in the history of Australian broadcasting. So well, it's a three-hour show, isn't it? But it's... he doesn't do it all. He doesn't do I it. think he does. What, for the whole show? If you call, you get on. Midday Madness goes for three hours. The pipe guarantee. I didn't know that. So oh, you call. Baby! <laughs> you call, and if we can put you on, we will. Mm. We've got a bit See? Of, we got a bit of work. No, well, we've got a bit of work to do. We've got Trent Cooper joining us okay. after the break, mm. and Glenn Joyner joining us on the other side of the news. But we've got plenty of time to take your calls. And as Dwayne uh, will have us uh, do, you do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Talk about anything you want. One three hundred seven. Well, you know what? One thing. One one three hundred seven three six seven three six. So uh, you know what I like to talk about, Andy. We got Phil some... Dundee, the rule mm-hmm. surgeon, is spoke to was Phil Dundee. Yep. Thank you very much, Nick. You are a very very good man. Good. There you go. And, um, you and know, a bit of feedback. The old course mm-hmm. was on the other side of the ring road. Only undulations Thank you. in the old course were the speed humps in the car park. There That's you right. go. This has got a Gentle. little hilly, but nothing yeah. that will no. trouble you. No, nothing that will trouble you at all. No. Particularly if you've got the little MGI uh, cordless remote oh, uh, buggies. Watch you and Copeland oh. just zipping around the course here with those You things. feel like you're playing like a pro. I've got to get one of those. That's the thing. Oh, what's the... I've got to get one of those. Why weren't the pros using the remote control one? If no, gonna... Marcus Fraser was. Oh, was he? Yeah, a couple of the old blokes were. Oh, okay. Fraser was. Well, some of the, the, the new... The, um... the young blokes would know them. They just had the pool cut. The, the yeah, but the young blokes wouldn't have... Oh, I'm they sure someone even, in the club they wouldn't, wouldn't. Have a, they wouldn't have an, They wouldn't even own a wheel buggy. They just carry a drag bar. Well, they get a, generally they've right. got generally they've got. Uh, well, let me tell you, Caddy's working for. Them. I cannot speak more highly of the uh, little MGI. You get a couple of rounds in it. One time I forgot. I thought oh, I'm going to be cooked here halfway around. Mm. Two rounds of golf in the um. Zip, zip. Zip, 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 zip. The battery lasts that long. No problem. We are here for Midway uh, down at Mount Derrimut Golf Course. The, they are launching their business uh, operation today, supporting. <laughs> Rule prostate cancer. What are you laughing at? Why are those two drive time idiots on now? We're not idiots. Who said that? Oh, that was Billy. Billy, Boy. what are you? What, Billy, why would you be like that, Billy? We're just welcoming him. Oh, welcome into the. Uh, that, Bill, thank you, Pipe. Bill, it's great to have you part of the show, mate. It is. It's, it's what is it? Know, what, call, you get on. You call, Billy, don't send a text through. Give mm. us a call, mate, and tell us we're a couple of idiots. <laughs> 1300 What about the uh, follow up of just the Max Verstappen? Yeah, I. I Oh, yes, please. You, you alerted us to this. You broke the story the other day. Well, I didn't break it, but I did play the audio of the... just Perez. Very hard to comprehend what uh, Max Verstappen did with Sergio Perez uh, in that he wouldn't allow him to pass. And it wasn't like they were in um, for the win or the second. This was to, to do with the, the uh, six or seven. 
But <laughs> positions. But how's this? Maxi Verstappen's mum has jumped on the uh, social media activities. Mrs. Verstappen. And she's gone to another level and said some very nasty things about Sergio Perez and accused him, his son, of um, cheating on his wife. Now, she subsequently, whoa, 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 whoa. I think the feedback that she got... Max Verstappen's mum has mum. gone on social media... Correct. ...and has said that Sergio Perez has been cheating on his wife. Correct. Because of... And we well, might be able to taken, play the audio that, again. That's taken a turn. Because when um, <laughs> that has, when uh, Sergio <laughs> got the news that uh, Max wasn't going to allow him to pass, mm. even though that Sergio, or quite a, earlier on in the uh, season, allowed him to pass in order to, to get... To win the, the championship. Correct. And this is just for Sergio a chance to finish second in the championship. Come on, Mrs. Verstappen. No team ball whatsoever. Oh, I think there's a problem well, with the Verstappen. Now <laughs> the, I think we can see where Max is getting it from. Oh, it's all, it's all just going horrible for him at the moment. I don't like them. And this is on the when I, I like should him. be rejoicing in the another... I don't a, like him. Another win. I don't like the Verstappens. World champion. I'm off him. Uh, Verstappens. I'm off them. Were they in the sound of music? <laughs> Wasn't there someone? I, I, you know what I've never seen? Van Trop. What were they Van called? Van Trops. The Trope. Tro- Van. Van uh, whatever Kate. they were. What was the name of the family in sound of music? Do you know? Mm. Von Trapps. Von Trapps. Nothing that. like the Von Trapps. Verstappen is nothing like mm. Von Trapp. And no, we won't be on Brad until three o'clock today, just to two, because the cricket. Oh, they're uh, now they're coming and getting around us. Yeah, because Billy. Legends Billy, are on. Yeah, because Billy, mm. Billy laid the boots into us, mm. and uh, now people feel sorry for us. <laughs> well, I like the way. And somebody called you a lightweight. What? Yeah, somebody called you You're a lightweight joking. for saying that the uh, mm. the uh, prostate check that we get given by the government is free. Said it's not free, Gazy. A lightweight. No, I said the poo test is free. Well, it's the, ooh, 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 I did not say me. that. See, don't they don't. You got to listen. Don't have a go at me, mate. I don't know about the prostate test, but the poo test comes in the mail, and it is absolutely hundred percent free. The bowel cancer test. Oh. <laughs> Maybe a... he needs to decide <laughs> who the lightweight is in this conversation. <laughs> even though, call up, please, and we'll discuss right. it. Well, Brett, you I've call... done it about four. I'm fifty-seven. I've had a fair few cracks at it. <laughs> no cash. It exited the facilities. Thank you. I, well, I think what he's saying is it, we, it's covered by our taxes. But you know what? Oh. If we have... Uh, oh, well, that's... Yeah, I'm well, happy that's for, that, for my taxes to go to that. I am too. Same with the, uh, the, the breast tampons testing. And the tampons. And the tampons. I'm happy for, I'm happy for that. I am, I am happy for I, am del- I can't believe there's deli- such a the kerfuffle. Oh, it's all coming from blokes who don't understand the, uh, the monthly Unbelievable. cycle. Unbelievable. It's terrible stuff. Uh, it's great stuff, uh, the tampon distribution well, from a sanitary perspective. Well, that's true. It's great. I was surprised it wasn't actually. <laughs> surely, though, that gets bipartisan. <laughs> Certain things we're saying, and uh, Dan, okay, he's brought it to the table, but if the other mob said, well, we'll match it, well, well, well let's, let's move on. I guess you can get it done. It's Thank done. you very much. Have they said it's done? I don't believe, I think so, yes. The other mob I said. don't know about them. All oh, right. right. Uh, you call, you get on. Midday Madness. Brett is in St. Albans and is living, breathing proof of the fact <laughs> that if you call, if we can get you on in between See, everything else, we will a, get... Well, it's not a guarantee. Then. It's weird. There is a condition Cavage. to apply. Yes. Asterix. Brett. <laughs> Good afternoon to you, Brett. Shags, Drewy. <laughs> what up, Brett? Hey, Drewy. Yes. Ah, oh, not much, mate. Hey, listen, hopefully the government starts handing out free Hawthorne memberships so you can obtain one. <laughs> you, haven't, you, haven't, you haven't been a paid-up member? Thank hey? you. Well, what do you reckon? See, hey, I've got, well got a rocks for you, though, Drewy. <laughs> yes, Come please. on. Please. Got a rocks and a yes. question, right? Mm. The rocks is, 
Mate, you must be the healthiest man alive because your hair is peaking at the moment. Really I saw is. you on the jump last night. Oh, mate, th- those runners and the hair, mate, you look like Dr. Pimp Daddy. Fair right. dinkum. Right. Peaking, oh, mate. Brett. Now, Brett. I'm next to it right now, Brett. With the NBL, right? Yes. yes. The NBL. Mate, I've been twiddling my thumbs for two weeks. I'm pumped yes. for it to be back. I'm going to talk like I know what I'm actually talking about. I like it. Where are these games going to be won tonight? Because I think in both games, the shooters are going to have a massive say on the end result. And possibly the big fellas, Isaac Humphreys yes. and who is Robert Franks. Is he playing? Yes. Uh, well, he, Robert Franks, yes, he is playing. Well, unless you know something that I don't, but he absolutely should be playing. Craig Randall's the one from the Adelaide 36ers that is no longer part of the organisation. But you're right, it's going to be a big one. The only one here is, Brett, and, uh, is that uh, Melbourne United, and this is really, really sad news, Shay Ely, who missed the start of the season yeah. with uh, some concussion-related issues, uh, then came back and was playing. Well, in this break, again, he's had a a reoccurrence of some of the symptoms of the concussion, as I understand it, and he's going to be out for uh, at least the next couple of weeks. So well, that is, that ter- is that a is big, terrible big, news. big out yep, yep. for um, for the no, Melbourne that's United. So, and, and just for, for all of us that care about human beings, it's a, it's a concerning thing that, that that's uh, now an issue that seems like it hasn't been resolved as yet, Brett. Yep, so I'm with you. that is disappointing. But, yeah, it's going to be a good game. And don't forget following that, if you're watching tonight, it's Melbourne versus Adelaide. Then straight after that, the Perth Wildcats taking on the other Melbourne team, the Phoenix. They play in Perth. Magnificent. Huge uh, sweep. Yeah, it was only like two weeks ago. Yes. Phoenix yes. went over there and in very dramatic fashion got the W. There's no doubt about that. Brett, you've won a Signet Boost Power Bank value of fifty nine ninety five. A Signet Boost Power Bank will keep your phone, tablet and earbuds powered 24-7. I don't know what's going 24 on. 24 hours a day. a day. It's already 20 minutes past 12. We need to get to a break. You call... You get on. That mm. is our promise to you as part of Midday Madness. Mm. 26 past 12 already. We might have mm. to move Trent Cooper uh, possibly to tomorrow, the, co- the outgoing or the ex-coach of the Fremantle AFLW program. Darren Crocker to join us after one mm. thirty today as we look forward to the prelims on the weekend. And, just and looking forward to catching up with Trent Cooper because when you look at the overall record, no, didn't seem to do a whole lot wrong. But well, he didn't do a whole lot wrong. Uh, Something to that story that we haven't been told yet. Well, maybe we'll find out yeah. and we'll have a chat to Trent tomorrow. Andy, I've got a question I wanted to ask, and it was, it's an interesting one that we posed uh, without a lot of notice on the, the, the jump last night, oh, okay. that program. Right and you, you've got the, the New Orleans situation where they traded Anthony Davis to the Lakers. Yep. Lakers go ahead with that trade and get an NBA title. Davis comes in, him and LeBron now... A lot of people think it's an asterisk next to that title because it was done in the hub. I actually think it's actually worth probably a championship and a half because of how hard it was. Was everybody else playing in the hub? Yeah, everyone okay. else was yeah, playing. That's right. yeah. uh, so everyone, were fair conditions. Of course. Yeah. It was, in, in fact, it was probably the for most all. neutral conditions yep. of okay. all. So that's why I actually sure, sure. don't agree with some others yep. that say that, well, because it was in the hub that it's any less yep. of a value. Yep. But So they do that. They go ahead and win that championship. Now, following that championship... No good. Poor. Right. And you look at uh, New Orleans and what they're de- and the team that they're putting together right now and saying a very good. And, in fact, they've still got this year's uh, Lakers first-round draft pick, which could be Victor Webanyana yeah, because getting... the Lakers are going that bad. So they'll be in the ballot. So, so they could actually get Ooh. that as well. Now, Ooh. 
Here's the question or, or, I pose. Or Scooch, whatever his name is. And this could go to any any uh, um, competition that's out there and you're making these types of trades. Would you trade a marquee player and, uh, and get a marquee player like Anthony Davis if it meant you're trading away your future? So they've given up all these first-round picks. They've given up a whole bunch of players uh, with Brandon Ingram in particular that they've lost in order to get this. And, yes, they, they went ahead and they won a championship. A championship yep. But now they've... they've so, so they might be... They now they're to, terrible. For so the next three years, they're terrible. Yes. Yes, you do. So, so you give you that trade the oh, tick, oh, even though right now you're going through all sorts of if, suffering if, if you're a Lakers okay, fan. One, okay, we'll take some calls on this after the news, I reckon. one three hundred seven three. Is it worth it? one three hundred seven three six seven three six. The guarantee has to be... That you win a championship. Well, they did. You win a flag. They've already ticked that box. Right, So you're going to win the premiership. You're going to win the title, whatever it is. You know that's going to come. But as a result of doing it, you are casting yourself into... Well, that's what's happened now. Now, normally that wouldn't be as as dramatic as what we've seen with the Lakers. No, but if you sort of... You can can easily Hmm. see how that can happen. Well, that's what's happened. You trade your future away for the here and now. Would you be... How would you be prepared to do it? For for the ultimate, or would you rather just be a contender every year and just miss out? But maybe pick one. Maybe, maybe pick one. Up. Maybe pick one up. So the, the prospect of going into a season with a chance of winning it. Yes. But you've given everyone everything away to have the one day of glory, which you could argue the Lakers and have done. then a decade of no hope thereafter. Well, hopefully not a decade. Well, maybe not a decade, no, but, but a considerable the, amount of time. For, for the sake of the argument, let's yes. let's put a timeline on it. Right. You're prepared to do the deal, folks, after the news. We're still having a chat about this during the ad break. Yes. Midday madness for wrong fuel extraction. Search up search up shipcreek.com.au. Hey, Josh Jenkins used those blokes. Mm-hmm. They fixed his car up. He put the wrong petrol in his Land Cruiser. Yep. Or Range Rover or whatever it is. And uh, he thought the car was cast. The uh, <laughs> Ship Creek mob go out there. Hunky dory, seven hundred bucks later, mm. car running like a dream. That's great it news. Works. It it's works. really good news. So, are you prepared to sell your future mm. and throw yourself back into it? You emerge from oblivion to do the super deal that gets you a championship-winning team, but you have to trade your future away to get that team. So you have the one blinding moment, <laughs> and then the cliff. Mm. Is immediate. How long have the hardship been in this hypothetical? Minimum 10 years. Ooh, nah. Minimum Ooh. decade. Minimum. Min. <laughs> That's a long time. Min 10 years mm. before you start heading in the right direction again. That's right. There's a few I reckon there's some, some fans of teams that haven't tasted success in quite some time that would absolutely, if they could guarantee it, would sign off on that immediately. I wonder. Let's go to a couple of calls. I don't know where I sit on this one. Dave's in Mernda. David, what would you do? Hey, Davey boy, in Mernda. We still on here? We still here. I'm da- enjoying your conversation, <laughs> if we're not, by the way. Let's try and get back to Dave. Aaron's in Broadmeadows. Aaron, what would you do? I think you've always got to try and win the premiership the next year, especially if you're close. And I think Hawthorne's a very good example. At the end of 2016, they sacked Sam Mitchell and Jordan Lewis, one and two of the best and fairest. If they, had, they should have gone the other way. They should have topped up. They could have got Brent, that year... Like Brent it. Harvey, Nick Del Santo, Drew Petrie were all sacked who had plenty left in the tank. And also you had um, Corey Enright and Jimmy Bartell who were forced to retire too early. They could have picked up two or three of those guys. They would have been a huge chance of winning the flag in 17 and 18 
Instead, they sort of half rebuild, half like tried it. to win a flag, and they haven't won a final now in seven years. I think he's right. And, and at the end of that, they're, they're now starting in another rebuild. I think you're right. Aaron, let me ask you a question. We're there anyway. There, there's a, We're there anyway. That's right. There, there's, so, in, there's intangibles in mm. all of this, right? That, you know, like culture and togetherness and, you know, shared experience and all the rest of it, right? But Geelong, you know, had nine guys in their team this year who were 30-plus. Mm-hmm. Next year, it's conceivable yep. if they get there again, they could have 10. Uh, you know, their, their, their list yep. profile and their team, there could be yeah. 10 of them. What's wrong with that? Has you, the, the model that you're suggesting flies in the face of you know what modern kind of football list management list build is all about. Do you reckon that um, if you've got a gut feel or a sense that maybe clubs will revisit turfing out these yes. 31, 32, 33 year olds as quickly as they have in the past? I I think actually Geelong learnt from what they did ten years ago. Ten years ago they sacked they sacked Steve Johnson, Stokes, Chapman. There's a heap of them they sacked too early. And I feel like it cost them a flag. This year, they went the other way. They kept Selwood. Yeah. They, yeah. they kept three or four guys who were older than, you know, 31, 32, 33. Ten years ago, they would have sacked them like they did with Steve Johnson. I mean, Steve Johnson was clearly... Um, well, the, the fact that he then went to a team that was a flag favourites, he yes. had plenty left. Bartel had plenty left. Enroy had plenty left. Chapman, mm. Stokes, there were so many. Um, yeah, so to meet Geelong this year... Yeah, so Geelong this year learnt from their errors of the past. I'm a bit mm. with you, Aaron. I reckon there'll be clubs having a very different view about um, the age profile of their list and, the, and worrying about it. Or the process you need to go through in order to, uh, to, to regenerate and rebuild and, most importantly, the process you, you can go through in order to win. There's not one size fits all. That is correct. That is, and that's the, that's because I think we are we're a follow the leader, correct sheep mentality in in sport and particularly in footy. Hey, Aaron, there's 18 holes to go for you and a mate. It was a great call. Uh, visit clubmandalay.com.au. Of course, we're here at Mount Derrimut, uh today, enjoying uh, the hospitality of the Midway Group, and we're of course raising money for the Rural Prostate Cancer Centre. Tommy's in yeah. Werribee. And Tom, just on that, going. just to add, if like if I try to put myself in uh, other. Fans' positions. If so, let's and I don't know why I'm picking St Kilda. But oh, because a fair, fair, fair few temper texts are coming there? through about the Saints. I haven't yeah. seen it yet. Yeah. But but if I'm St Kilda, uh, do you want to? If you had uh, investing in a top top draft pick or getting a bona fide star to get you to that ne- next level straight away, you're gonna because we we put so much value these days yeah, on we those do. draft picks. Yeah, we do. And a lot of it is speculative, and you can go through history, and there's a lot of very high picks. Not, a, no, I shouldn't say a lot. There are some very high picks that did not work out. That if you had your time again, you'd go, oh, I'm old, have traded that pick for that bloke. Oh, you, if you could get, okay, so you're the first round draft pick, and it's not a kid who is, it's not Victor Wembayana, the AFL Correct. version of it, right? It's just a year where there's three or four They're that could very, go number one. They're very good, potentially right? very good. You can trade that pick away for two. Uh, for a, for a second round pick and two very good twenty three year olds, a like that you know have proven that very. They good. are going to play another hundred and fifty games at the level. They mm. are very good. They're very good. Yes, they're high B grade in the minds of some mm. low A grade level talent. Right, but they're not in their draft year. They weren't a first round pick or a first. That's right. A top five type pick caliber right. player. I Ooh. wonder whether there's going to be more of this sort of stuff done in the future. It's a very good call from you, Aaron. Tom's in Werribee. Uh, Tom, good afternoon to you, mate. Something going on with our phones. Tommy, are you there? 
Can you hear me, boys? There, oh, there you there, are. Tommy. Thomas got you, brother. Can you hear me back? Got you, Tommy. <laughs> Good afternoon, gentlemen. Good to have you on the midday slot. Thank um, you, Tom. Good some people I just wanted to. I wanted to have a chat to you, Gazy, about Max Verstappen. And Verstappen, first of all, what his old lady did is just horrendous. That's just it's terrible, you isn't it? You don't cross yeah. that line, number mm-hmm. one. But I just want, obviously, you lads, respectfully, seeing a little bit more Formula One than me. But oh. um, yeah. looking back, you know, Verstappen. What we have to understand about Max Verstappen, he's a generational talent. He he jumped in a car, no doubt. A, a Formula One car, before he was legally allowed to drive on the road. Mm-hmm. So when you think of it like that, this bloke is a generational talent. He's got a world championship mindset. And this, this particular incident with Perez was mm-hmm. a reminder to Perez as to who the big dog is on the team. Now, this is also the oh. reason why Daniel Ricciardo Daniel Ricciardo left uh, Red Bull back in 2018 for this exact reason, because Red Bull put all their eggs in the Verstappen basket. They've always done it since this bloke has walked onto the team. So mm-hmm. um, what we need to understand about this entire thing, Max Verstappen, the reason he is the way that he is, and people talk about his mindset and this and that, he is a two-time world champion at 25 years old. Yep. Folks won more races than Fernando Alonso, now has the same amount of uh, championships as him. We could be looking at a fella who could break all the records of all time. He's still got a good 10 to 12 years left in him in the top flight of, uh, of, of motor racing. So whilst it's not on what his parents or what his mum has said, <laughs> yes. I don't want people to, to you know, lose respect or whatever for Verstappen. This is who he is. This mm-hmm. is why he's gotten to the point that he's at. And this is why we're witnessing one of the greatest... Um, Sort of generational performances. Yeah, yeah, but, but the thing yeah. is, yep, yep, can I just make good. a point yep. though? Back Quick. at that though. Yep. And Sergio, we'll Pre- he hasn't got there by himself. Now, yes, he's a genius, and I agree with 100% with what you're saying as far as him and his abilities. Clearly, he's got the runs on the board. But Sergio Perez has been very helpful for, to him, and this was uh, one that meant really nothing to Verstappen. This was all about his teammate and showing support for your teammate who you're going to have to drive with. When you have that relationship and to build those relationships, why wouldn't... I I still don't understand, and maybe others that know the game better than I think you and I do, can explain to me why he would do that. Because I don't know what the ultimate outcome was for him. He wasn't going to mean it. If if he's finished seventh instead of sixth... What does it really matter uh, for well, him right that now? That means nothing. That is, that's the point. But it means a lot to the to, team. Of course, And yes. it means a lot to Sergio Perez, yeah, I, I, his teammate, I, I, exactly. who sacrificed with you, in races earlier. It's 20, thanks for your call. It's 20 minutes it's time. another go. good call. Well, I tell you, they get some good calls. It's in. midday madness, mate. I mean, you call, good. you get on. Glenn Joyner <laughs> going to join us after the break. Caught in, did he? Uh, I don't know if I got the words to describe what's happened today. Um... It's just been an unbelievable last couple of months and uh, honestly there are quite a few days when I wake up and I don't think I can get out of bed but I just have decided that I'm just going to get up and do it anyway and I'm just going to keep showing up. That's a bit of uh, Glenn Joyner's speech to the Associated Group at the Australian Golf Club. I think it was last Wednesday. Joins will correct me. He just won the Legends Pro-Am at the Australian. He was heading off to Kalara the next day to play, then off to Shelley Beach. He'd played in the Australian PGA Seniors Championship the week before that, playing as good a golf as he's played in his 35-year career as a professional golfer here in Australia. And uh, it, was all, um, it was all halted uh, this week. In fact, yesterday when he had an appointment with 
an oncologist chair and he had to sit down and get some chemotherapy for bowel cancer. And there's uh, so many stories in Australian sport and Glenn Joyner's got one that I think is worth having a listen to. Joins, thanks for joining us, mate. Thanks for having me, boys. How are you? Well, I'm feeling pretty good for someone who's just played 10 days in a row. Um, yeah. And yeah. then <laughs> when the doctor said you, you wouldn't be able to do it, so um, I wasn't taking uh, that as an answer because to me, um, you know, golf is what I do. It's, you know, I suppose it's really who I am. Um, although my wife, did point out to me a few years ago that um, you're not defined as a person by what score you shoot. Um, you do realise that, don't you? And I looked at her and I went, wow, <laughs> I've been doing that to myself my whole life. Hmm. And so it was a bit of a, it was a, bit of a um, <clears throat> moment there with, and a shift in my thinking, which, you know, now I've, I've trained myself to... Uh, be the same guy to play with whether I'm shooting 75 or 65 and that's really helped my game and I've also learnt that um, on each shot you hit you you can have fear or you can have freedom so I've trained really hard to swing free and, and have that freedom in my game and uh, it's the same approach I'm taking to this um, prognosis um so i can be consumed with all the fear and worrying about how and when you're going to die or you can um just have the freedom to just enjoy what time you have left and you know if, <laughs> i've often said that if uh someone told me i had 12 months to live and you can do whatever you want that i'd be doing exactly what i'm what i've been doing so yeah, yeah. unfortunately now that's uh that's that's reality, and um, so no need to change tack. <laughs> so um, the Legends family, the guys out on tour, they're um, an amazing bunch of fellas, and that um, speech and uh, presentation at the Australian was something I'll never forget. Not a worry, mate. No, nah, neither will we, Glenn, and... Um... Clearly, there's a, obviously a, a challenges that you're facing and it seems like you've got a magnificent attitude in the way in which you're going to tackle it. Uh, as I read about you and the diagnosis you've had, it's, it's, it's remarkably eerie to the one that one of our good mates is, is Mark Allen also yep, yep. had to experience. Have you been able to reach out to him because he's another example of someone in your circumstances that with that real positive attitude that good things can happen? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was one of the first phone calls I made, and um, mm. Mark's been been awesome. Yep. Gave me um, gave me a lot of encouragement, a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of belief. It was one of the mm. great bits of coaching ever. Mm. The first time I spoke to him, and I'm helping run the, the last tournament of the year up here at. Headland Golf Club, the Australian Legends Tour Championship, and uh, Mark's going to come up and play with me awesome. for the two rounds and um, and host the dinner. And um, yeah, first time he's played a Legends event, so that'll be pretty special. And um, yeah, I love great stories like that because um, we're pretty similar type of characters, and um, 
we've been through a lot over the journey and um, you know we both went to college in America and you know he sought my advice on on that and different times during the year he's a little bit younger than me but yeah just a great great guy to uh, have on board but mm. I have to say that um, my wife and my um, two boys have just been amazing um, unbelievable support and um, um, <clears throat> a few of my mates like Guy Wall and Perry Parker and Phil Hodge mm. yeah it's just joints cool. joints mm. joints we um we saw the way golf rallied around Jared and you know, the legacy that has been left behind there and the work that can continue. What, what are you learning about the, the family of golf that, that um, since, you've, since you've been diagnosed and now going through your treatment? Yeah, you know, <laughs> I remember Mike Clayton saying once, you know, when <laughs> Brad King came in and uh, said, how'd you go, Kingy? And he started going through shot by shot. Clayton said to him, said, Kingy, haven't you worked it out yet? He said, half the people don't care. And the other half <laughs> wish you had more. <laughs> and, yeah. and I've, I've, always, I've always sort of laughed at that. But it, look, it's, uh, it's so true. And, um, you know, I guess as you get older, you, you're out there playing and you realise that you can't do it well every day. So if it's not your day to day, um, your day will come and you're happy for your mates to do well. So it, Playing in the over 50 circuit is um, it's just been fantastic for me. I, I've got so many um, lifelong friends from golf, but, but you know some of the closest friendships have been in the last few years. That approach that you've taken to your game now, um, you know, because of learnings that you're going through. How much do you wish um, the the 25 year old Glenn Joyner had a bit <laughs> of that perspective? Yeah, that's that's. I actually get asked that question a bit and um, I'm just so programmed and trained to reset and look forward. So I've never been one to really dwell on what's happened in the past too much. Mm. Um, You've got to learn from your mistakes um, and and just learn to do it better next time. But, yeah, look, there's no doubt. I mean... My dad used to always say, "Nothing wrong with you that being thirty won't fix." Hmm. <laughs> and it used to used to used to really annoy me, but I tell you what, it's, it's pretty spot on. I mean, it took me a bit longer. <laughs> Mate, there's a lot of love coming. We had a text machine here, and there's a lot of love coming um, through to you off that. Mm. Uh, we, we've got time constraints here. We're going to have to let you go. Can, we're going to stay in touch with you if that's right, and just go on this journey with you, and um, we'll, we'll touch base with the. With you when you got a time, when you got the time and energy up your sleeve to have a chat to us, mate. So, for the here and now, good luck with what's in front of you right now, and um, we look forward to catching up with you again pretty soon. Thanks for having me, guys. Really appreciate right. it. Uh, Thank you're you. A good nah. man. You're a good man, Joints. Hey, you you, you're helping a lot of other people too, Glenn. So keep it up. Keep fighting, buddy. Six minutes to one. Great to have you with us this Thursday afternoon. Uh, we are departing uh, at two o'clock for the cricket. Australia taking on. England in the first of the three ODIs, this one from the Adelaide Oval. So looking forward to the SEN cricket team's call of that. Just for any bit of English press. That game, it goes to air at about 3.20 a.m. in the morning in England. No and interest. And it's just... No interest. I read the same article, yeah, I think. We're very interested here yes. on SEN, obviously. Very, very interested. But uh, 
it fair to say that it isn't quite capturing the well, imagination. Not at 3 a.m. No, no. Well, like, they're well, not. If it was a test, and the, oh, I'm sure they'd be getting the out of bed and, and yeah. watching it and tuning in. But in this three test, three game series, it really means nothing other than individual. Pride, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, we spoke to Travis Head yesterday about it. it's important for him. Of course. Yeah, you know, the micro within... and the players. Yeah, all yeah the players. No, no doubt. Well, Both some, teams some are playing suspect. for the. Yeah, well, there's there's some who know that if they're fit, they're going to be picked. Mm. Others are on the periphery, and, and this is their chance to press for uh, press their claims for you know World Cup selection. So there's the, you know there's the, there's that obvious stuff in the middle of it all that that is very very important. Let's hope we get a crowd and we get a couple of games of cricket that are um, that are worth having a look at. Hey, we're at Mount Derrimut uh, Golf Club today uh, for Midway Commercial Industrial, having their business launch today, putting a lot of local people together. They're all out on the golf course at the moment doing some great work and uh, their vision for you know the, the kind of business sector in this area going forward is vast. Um, they've committed uh, alongside with a charity partner, Rural Now, if you had been listening um, a couple, about six or seven months ago, uh, Phil Dundee was the surgeon from yes. from Rural Prostate Cancer Research and Treatment who came on the program. And Rural has sort of merged with the Witten Foundation. Everybody knows about the Witten Foundation, the great work it did in the prostate cancer sector for so many years. Uh, Teddy Jr. is still active in this space and uh, is out on the golf course somewhere as a part of the Rural Prostate Cancer Organisation. Hey, Teddy, I'm looking out on the golf course. The <laughs> CBD's magnificent in the back, and you've actually got a bit of sunshine out, out there. Where, whereabouts are you, and how are you travelling? Oh, good, uh, Andy Gazy. Look, it's, it's a great day. We're, we're out on about the fifth hole, I think it is, and uh, enjoying the sunshine as we speak. Uh, playing today as a charity partner for, for Midway uh, Commercial Industrial uh, Real Estate, which is absolutely fantastic because we, we have an opportunity to... Talk to the guys playing today about the importance of uh, men's health and in particular prostate cancer research and awareness and uh, making sure that they get checked up on an annual basis. So it's terrific. And there's a whole lot of um, fundraising that's going to be done today. It's already been part of it. And I know you're coming back in, in here later on. There's going to be some raffles taking place and 100% uh, of the money's raised today goes to rule. Uh, Teddy, you've been, you know, you've been passionately, you know, and for, for obvious reasons, working in this space and, um, you know, for, for a long time now. Uh, to your gut feel, your, your observational perspective on, on blokes our, of our vintage uh, and their preparedness to listen to the messaging and act upon it? Oh, I think we've still got... We still yeah, got look, I've, I've seen a big change over the oh, last 27 years, Andy, uh, since Dad passed away in 95, so... Yes, mate. You got me. Yep. Yeah, still got you. Keep going. You got me. Hello. Yep, we've got you, Teddy. Can you hear us? Yes, mate. Yeah, yeah. Keep, keep going. There's a bit of a delay, it's, Teddy. So you just power through, mate. Okay. So it's it's uh, it's switched a lot over the years because of the increased awareness uh, that the guys are getting. Um, look, it's still it's still not enough. There's still too many men out there who don't go and get a checkup for whatever reason I'm not sure but uh, I have seen a big, big switch and uh, there's a lot more lives being saved because of it which is absolutely fantastic and it's it's what we're all about the uh, early diagnosis and detection will save your life and it only takes a 10 second blood test these days that's all it is uh, even though the blood test is only an indicator it's to start 
of the journey if you have uh, any sort of prostate cancer. So it's it's been fantastic and and it's all heading in the right direction. Uh, my word it is. And with what you're doing with the, the rural prostate cancer and the whole concept of what it's about, is is your primary objective is, is all about exactly that, just about trying to create the awareness and the the ease at which men can take care of themselves? Well, it is about the awareness. Uh, obviously, uh, trying to get the guys to uh, have that annual checkup. But now through the association with the Australian Prostate Centre, it's about guys being detected early and then being helped and supported through their journey with prostate cancer because it can be cured if it's detected early and uh, the APC, APC Centre is, uh, is certainly a fantastic venue for that to happen. Well, mate, you're probably holding up the field here yes. by talking to us. <laughs> How are you hitting them? Are you, is the team, it's a Ambrose format today. Are you, are you, are you challenging the, the top end of the leaderboard, do you think, or not? We are two under after five or six holes. Uh, I'm personally not doing much at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll go launch a big one on the next and get your drive away. And two under through five is not too bad, Ted. So uh, you might be in the mix with a couple of late birdies uh, in the last three or four holes, mate. Hey, keep up the good work. Uh, and this is a you know, brand-new initiative and a lot of like-minded blokes who are, um, you know, obviously keen to develop their business uh, community together but yep. also do some really good work for, uh, for rule along the way. So... Um, all the best, mate. Thanks for the chat. Good on you, boys. Thank you. Cheers. Ted Witten Jr. out there on the golf course continuing to do uh, his bit for uh, prostate cancer yep. research and treatment. And, a uh, wonderful what, contribution. Well, Annie. there's no doubt about that. Mm. And I mean, you know, when you see it get somebody like Ted's dad, who was bulletproof, mm-hmm. larger than life, you know, this it doesn't discriminate. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter, you know, what mm. you've done. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. Nope. It gets everyone and can get anyone. So it doesn't get everyone, but it can get anyone. So mm. um, if you're in that, if you're in that, you know, in inverted commas hit zone, make sure you give yourself the very best chance by getting a check out. Um, Darren Crock is going to join us after one thirty. We'll take some calls between then and uh, between now and then. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. It is you know midday madness. Of course, you call, uh, you get on. That's the promise we give you. Midday madness for. Uh, uh, sh- upshipcreek.com.au for wrong fuel extraction. You forgot terms and conditions apply. Which one's that? With the, uh, the oh, guarantee. The, right. <laughs> There's a couple of things we've got to get to on the way through. Mm. Uh, but uh, no, get on. Give us a call, 1300 I gave you a little birdie time the other day mm. about the AFLW Grand Final. Yes. That, uh, you know, if, if and we, I don't think we'll hear anything out of Brisbane until they... You know, are confirmed in the ground. They don't want to be mm-hmm. putting a cart before the horse. Mm-hmm. So they need to get through their preliminary final this weekend on Friday night. They play the Adelaide Crows. Um, but a little birdie told me the other day that um, we're searching for a venue if, in fact, the Brisbane Lions get through. No Gabba, no Metricon mm-hmm. available because of uh, pre-existing bookings. And we're scrambling a little bit. And I got told the other day that Springfield, uh, the Brisbane Lions training facility... Uh, which is brand new, come aboard. Uh, it's going to be absolutely spectacular. All the infrastructure stuff is ready to go. They just needed the ground to bed down before they put uh, athletes on it. And it was going to be ready for Brisbane's pre-season campaign, of course, in the AFL. Well, the weather conditions have been so good up there and the growth has been so good that I'm being told, I got told the other day that Springfield was looming now as yes. a potential venue. Mm-hmm. Got told yesterday... Locked in. People uh, saw the ground, and it, 
it is uh, ready to get mm. the thumbs up and the tick of approval if, in case it is required. Well, I heard uh, on a what number. A of, to, what a way to christen that ground. Absolutely, uh, I've heard from a number on a number of other networks that uh, that is in fact going to be the case. That oh. if they, yes, oh, I did. Is that broken now? Is it? Well, I don't know. Well, other networks are running with it and saying that that's. Uh, well, just remember where they heard it here first. Where first, they heard it first. A mark. Thank you very and much. And your connections. Well, what are they saying? They're saying that, yes, if they do get in, that is the, a, a viable proposition that, uh, that, again, nothing confirmed, but it seems as though that's the direction that it's going to head, well, which is great news. And like you say, no better way to uh, christen a, an opening than a grand final. A magnificent. It's got a ten or 11,000 seat capacity. It's, uh, it's, it's, well, we haven't obviously been up there, but speaking of Greg Swan, the seat enough? a couple of weeks Like, if it had been played at, at... You'd like more. But would they? Would they have got but more than 10 if it was played at, at, at the, the Gabba? Gabba. Uh, they mm. would have got more than... I suspect mm. they would have got more than 10. Mm. Yeah, I would think that if it was a Melbourne-Brisbane grand final at the Gabba, they would have got 15 to 20. I would have thought comfortably that would be the case. But it's better than, you know, with all due respect to Cairns or Burp and Gary or any of the other venues that are in that neck of the woods or... Um, even bringing it to Melbourne, irrespective of who's in that grand final, mm-hmm. um, I think it's probably a, a really good thing. So, oh, oh that's a little uh, little savoury, uh, <laughs> little savoury uh, sausage geez. roll. That's a, quite <laughs> uh, distasteful. <laughs> little savoury sausage roll. Some of a stinky odour. Quinny, well. you call, you get on. The midday madness pledge mm. to you, our audience. Hey. Qu- Quinny's. In, what, what? What? Oh, let's go to Quinny. Well, th- is that one of the terms and conditions? You're just going to no. talk over the top of our callers. Well, I had another. Well, you just wait right there, topic please. That I wanted to bring to the table, but I'd much rather hear from Quinny and some of you. Good, good afternoon, Quinny. <laughs> afternoon, guys. Love your work. Thank, Thank you. you, Quinny. Love yours. I um, just just wanted to reiterate, all, on the back of Teddy Wick Junior there. The importance of this PSA blood test. Uh, yes. As as a firefighter, as a firefighter, I get the uh, annual blood test done, and the doctors just identified a, a rise in my PSA, which is an indicator. Mm-hmm. So subsequently, they send you off for an ultrasound, a little mm-hmm. bit of investigation, then you get the uncomfortable digital examination. But yes. Uh, it's all part and parcel. But then, um, look, I've just had an MRI. They give you a rating out of one to five on the likelihood that you could be mm-hmm. um, there could could be an issue with cancer there. I've scored a three, so I have to go for a biopsy. But I would never have picked this up if yep. I wasn't participating in a yearly health check. Mate. So just wanted to jump on and reinforce what Teddy Junior was talking about because you know hopefully it's all okay with the biopsy, mm-hmm. but yep. uh, if it's not. At least it gives me a fighting chance to deal with it now. Hey, Quinny, 100% spot on. And that exact process that you outlined is exactly what I went through about three months ago. PSA a little high. You're worried about yourself. Very we're worried. We're worried about you being worried. Because you hear so much about uh, prostate cancer and the numbers are quite frightening. 49 men are diagnosed every day. I beg your pardon. Uh, 49 men are diagnosed every day. In Australia. 3,323 Australian men die from prostate cancer each year. So that's why I was a little worried, Andy, because the statistics are there yeah, for everyone to see. They are terrifying. But, uh, but you're right, the exact process, I had the, um, the MRI that you yep, had to have yep. and came back. And I came back as a, a two, not a one. So then I went and saw a, the, my doctor said well that's enough and I said no sir I'm going to the next level so then I went and saw the specialist to uh, 100% get it all ticked off 
and um, and they said, "Yep, all clear. Come back in 12 months." So it's uh, it is it's it's really simple, but it's a process that you need to go through. And yes, the uncomfortable finger in the blurter is is something that we we don't enjoy. But hey. If it's going to save your life... Small price to pay, I would have thought. And they're only doing that on the after they've got the other uh, information. So it's not like you're going in there. The first thing is the blood test, your PSA, and that's, uh, that that gets the ball well, rolling. Well, here, here, Quinny and Keithy, 230,000 men, mm-hmm. Australian men, are alive today after a diagnosis of prostate cancer. So That's it. Th- that, and that's early diagnosis, get your checks, go see the medical experts and you can come out of this okay. So Andy, good on you, Quinny. It's a good message to reinforce, mate. And the, when I went to to the expert, and uh, he he said, "Listen, a lot of the times, even when you do get a diagnosis, well, this is cancer. Mm. The the vast majority, well, not the vast majority. One of the uh, common diagnoses is just, hey, wait and see. A lot of people are going to die with prostate cancer that's had no impact on their lives, their life expectancy." You can have it, and yeah, it's not yeah, yeah. depending on what it is, and they monitor it, and so it's uh, it's it's not as scary as what you might think. But of course, if you don't get it done early, yep, then yep. it can become Should scary. Read, yeah, Tim Baker's written a fantastic book about this too. He came on our show not long ago, and encourage you to go and have a uh, read of that. Pete's in Seaford at seventeen minutes past one. Uh, good afternoon to you, Peter. G'day, guys. How are you going? Good, good thank thanks, you, Pete. Mate, I thank you. I've, just wanted to. I've got a, um, a gay son, and who plays basketball. And to have Isaac Humphreys come out in the NBL um, and and openly announce that he's gay, yep. I think is a brave, such a brave thing to do. But the thing that worries me is that it's been really highlighted because of who he is or what he's decided to come out as. You know, we 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 tend to obviously pigeonhole people, and here's this. Man Mountain, who's come out and said, yep, yeah. I'm gay. I think what a fantastic thing to show people. We don't stereotype anybody. Um, you know, everybody is who they are, and we just need to appreciate that. And my son's been through a little bit of a journey with it. And, um, you know, he's, he's lost friends because he came out with it. But I told him, well, mate, they weren't your friends. Um, mm. And But he's retained such a great bunch of people who have supported him, and he's in a great relationship. He lives in a beautiful house. And... They're having a great time, and, and I, I say to him, Isaac Humphreys is a great role model, but so are you, mate. Here, here, Peter. Yeah, well hey, done. Pete, the thing about Isaac Humphreys, and I, I, you can speak to this, um, n- now that you know, you've got a family member who, who is, has come out as, as gay, the whole thing is not, doesn't the whole thing for you feel like it becomes completely normal and, and normalised? I, I read it, and I was like, fantastic, but... I don't mean to be disrespectful, but I sort of said big deal. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. you know why? Why does it have to be such a, a big news report? Because correct. Yeah, so that's the difference, Peter. Because you know, you've in our family lives, in your family life, in our circle of friends, we all have. Well, most of us do. I mean, I, I do have um, heaps of friends who are gay. Heaps, of course, heaps. <laughs> Absolutely. And it doesn't. It's it's of no consequence whatsoever. But in the world of professional men's sport, Peter, it still is, it's still, a, there's something a bit, a bit of a stigma. It's changed quickly, Andy. It, well, it has, but, but this is what Isaac Humphreys was mm. talking about. If you listen to his, mm. what he said to his Melbourne United teammates, it was very much, how do I fit in? How do I be a pro mm. sports person mm. uh, once, I've, once I uh, publicly acknowledge uh, who I am? Um, to the, and once he came to terms with that, 
Are you going to turn up? When's he playing this week? Dude, playing uh, tonight. Tonight. You're going to mm. play tonight, and it's going to make no difference mm. to anyone. Well, Absolutely anyone. To Peter's point, uh, if it had been a female athlete, we've, we've gone well beyond that. Of course, we have nothing. That, we wouldn't even been in the papers. Wouldn't no one. Wouldn't even. They wouldn't even had to feel the need to do that. They don't have to tell their teammates. No. No. Exactly. It, it's so. But so, Pete. Let's hope. And it was fascinating, Peter. And thanks for your call. And there's um, tickets, a family league pass to the Hockey One finals coming up your uh, coming your way. Ian Roberts, the rugby league giant and legend and champion of that game, the former Manly player and Australian player, mm-hmm. he he's come out in the wake of Isaac Humphrey saying what he said. Now Ian Roberts, um, you know, came out you know years ago after he'd finished playing, however, was, a, was the kind of difference here. But he said because of what Isaac Humphreys has done, that, that will save mm. lives. Mm. Isaac Humphreys doing what he's done will save lives. Correct. Uh, and l- when Ian Roberts says that, I, I-, I listen to it. So, uh, Pete, we don't need to hear it. Uh, I'm glad Isaac Humphreys has done it. Uh, it normalises it in a, in a male pro sport environment. And if Ian Roberts is telling us that it's going to save lives, then I'm going to believe him. Um, it's 29 minutes past one. Let's get to a break. Darren Crocker not too far away from joining us. one 736 736 Keep the calls open. It is midday madness. You call. You get on. Thank you very much. Well, it's not run home, is it? It's the uh, well, it's, midday uh, madness. Midday madness. You call, you get on. Joel's in Cheltenham. Uh, Gazy might have a little bit of uh, a... Can we get to Joel first? Okay, let's do that. Let's get to Joel first. We said you call, you get on. And we're going to let Joel be living proof of that. Good afternoon to you, mate. G'day, guys. Um, long-time listener, first-time caller. Love your well, show. Welcome. Um, well, welcome. I've been um, just having a look at this article that's broken in the last... or this news in the last 24 hours about this play of Jess Hosking from the AFL Richmond team. Yep. And the obscene, um, oh, I guess... You know, message that she went into the match with written on her arm. Yes. Um, and that's not the first time, by all accounts, that she's um, done something like this, where she, you know, more or less appears to advocate smashing and killing um, other women. Now, um, look, I don't, to see that the AFL are letting her off with a slap on the wrist in this instance, and there's no real sanction at all. Um, you know, to me as a guy, uh, when not only in um, the public arena, but, you know, even in everyday workplace and that, we're constantly, you know, drummed into us how it's not acceptable to treat women in any sort of violent or derogatory way. And you see it in, um, in sport, look at the stuff that, Jordan Degoe's gone through in the last couple of years. Look, I mean, look at um, Chris Gale. He was kicked out of the BBL, the universe boss, for much less. And, and here's a player who is part of the AFLW who would hold themselves in the same sort of high standards as the AFL men's league. And she goes out on the field, like, um, with it written on her arm that she wants to, you know... Yep. Yeah. Uh, kill bit kill bitches to quote mm. her. Um, yep. You know, I'm sorry. This is a ridiculous double standard for my um, to my mind. I just I just can't believe that she gets away with it so easily. I mean, I'm just wondering what you think of that. We we're having a chat about this yeah, before we, we came on air, Joel, and um, we didn't 
quite know what to make of it. So you, you've crystallised your own view on this quicker than we have. Uh, I know I've known Jess for years, and you won't meet a better human being. Like she, she is just a top. I mean, a magnificent human being. Does so much work for other people. Works in the healthcare industry. Um, is a much loved teammate. Um, selfless, you know, to a fault. Uh, so, from a character perspective, it when I saw it written, it kind of jarred because. Well, according to Chris, was it Chris? Joel, uh, Joel. Sorry, Joel. Yep. According to Joel, Joel, it's not the first time. And now, if that is. That those words have appeared well, on not, her taping? Is not that, those right? words, yeah, but yeah. there might have been. Well, I'm only going on with Joel. Aggressive type. Yeah. yeah. Right. Now, and I think, and, and I, I took the position when we were having the conversation before the show that, well, like Joel, I thought it was inappropriate. There's but, no, no doubt but, about that. No doubt it is. Oh, but no, it there is. is some context to it. That what is the, the context? The, 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 the context that I would see is that she's not literally mean. No, no, that. no, no. She's, we understand that, but but what's the context? Well, that's it. In the, in that that the context is that, well, you know, when you're I in understand. that environment, yeah, 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 you're yeah. with your teammates. Let's get, yeah, but there's now, a million other ways you can. Of course, that's you, why yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a silly thing to do. Yeah, but yeah. That's why I didn't put it in the same level of. I think it needed to be addressed and and it needed to be. Hey, this is wrong, but I don't know whether. I'd agree with Joel to say that it required a more significant sanction at this yeah, stage. Yeah. Now, if, in fact, uh, it is correct that she's well, she's just given the bird to everyone and she's done it before and this is an ongoing thing like Joel was suggesting, yep, yep. then, okay, well, then maybe there are, is further penalties that need to be Well, uh, if she's been sanctioned, if, she, if it's been done before and she's used that before and she's been... Please explain. I'm not before. aware of what Joel no, said, not, by not, the way, not, that it had been done no, before. No, but not. No, oh, she, she may have had those words written on her taped arms before, but this, is the, to my knowledge, this is the first time it's been raised as an issue. Now, I, again, I could I, unless no, I'm, but if someone, if if she'd had, if that was the case, and they've told her don't do it, and well, she's and she, well, she's kept doing it, then of well, course, she's, of course, she yeah, but, it should be more yeah. But I don't know if that's in fact the case. It, clearly, the phrase is is. Uh, over the top, unnecessary, and it, it, it's, not, it just, it's a bad look. Mm. It's just a bad look, whichever way you want to dress it up. It's I mean, unnecessary. It's completely too. unnecessary. Mm. It's, it, it, and when you think about where it is, mm. that's not an easy place to reference right. as you are in the heat of the battle and you're no. trying to motivate yourself. That's right. You put it on the inside of your wrist mm. or you don't put it on your shoulder. You have to arc. What have I written there yeah, again? Yeah. You know, that's not an easy place. So you, you, I don't think you're doing it for yourself necessarily. I think you're doing it as, as, as to, a means to intimidate, yeah, and set a, a, a narrative with your opponent yeah, maybe, yeah, those types of yeah, things. But yeah. but like I said, I think it's it's silly. But uh, if it's ongoing, then I'd probably agree with Joel. But right now, you know, I don't know whether... I think a, I think a don't do it again, a please mm. explain, a, a heartfelt apology, which I think we've received, uh, and let's move on. I think, I think Joel, that's where I'm happy to sort of leave it at the moment, but uh, there might be others who disagree. Uh, I'll tell you what, you can, mm-hmm. ask, you can ask Darren Crocker if he was in the rooms before a game and one of his North Melbourne players had that... Uh, phrase written on the taping of her shoulder. Okay. You can ask Croc after the news whether mm. uh, he might say something about it. Let's ask him. Because that's the sort of bloke you are. Hard-hitting, Walkley Award-type mm. winning operator. <laughs> we'll do that. We'll do that next. It's 27 minutes. Never to... been accused of that before, It's Eddie. 27 minutes. It's already 27 at 2. <laughs> yeah, nice work from you, Stone Cold. Nice work from you indeed. Darren Crocker not too far away from joining us. 
AFLW prelims this weekend. North Melbourne taking on the powerhouse Melbourne on Saturday, Friday night. Brisbane taking on Adelaide. Just in the W. In fact, Darren Crockett. Where is that? Where is that? The North Melbourne game being played. Uh, the North Mel. That's uh, the North Melbourne game. Is well. Let's ask Darren Crocker, who's been good enough to join us right now. Um, are you are you going to? Is it Princes Park? Is it Icon Oval that you're playing at? It, or are they going to take you down to um, out to their home ground, Darren? Where are you playing? And thanks for joining us on the show. No, Andy. Yeah. Um, thanks for having me, boys. Firstly, and it is out at Icon Park. Is we officially know it as Princess Park back in the day. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it'll be good to uh, be able to get a good crowd down uh, out, at, uh, out at Carlton there. Are they... They look to me, before we talk about you and your mob, they, they look as cherry-ripe Melbourne as they ever have. Are they equal to, if not the biggest test in the AFLW this season, Darren? Uh, them, them in Brisbane, yeah, you know, yep. I think Andy, they're, um, you know, they're probably the two standouts. Um, you know, Adelaide have always been thereabouts and, uh, and are a very good, strong, robust team. But I, I think, uh, you know, Melbourne and, uh, and Brisbane, just from their scoring power, and, you know, just, you know, are a huge threat, you know, on the basis of that, especially in AFLW where scores can be, hard to come by. Those two teams just seem to be able to score um, on a weekly basis pretty strongly. So, you know, that's, uh, that's something that we're going to have to try to make sure we curb on the weekend. They look to they look a team that is very keen to get it out, change the angles and, you know, change directions of attack and get teams, you know, out of their sort of defensive zones and challenge teams on the other, get it to the fat side as quick as they can. Is that, a, is that how... Melbourne plays their footy. Is that is that their great strength, their ability to kind of change the angles quickly and, and with a high degree of skill? Uh, yeah, it is. They, um, you know, I'd imagine that they do would do a lot of work on their ball movement. You know, it yep. just looks like um, it's something that they've really honed in on and thought, well, you know, we'll we'll work on this to try to differentiate, you know, um, us from others um, without the way we try to chain the football. Um, so they're very heavily corridor biased, you know, with their ball movement. They like to chain the ball through the uh, through the corridor, but or if you are blocking up the corridor pretty well, they don't mind to then going to the um, to the open side of the ground. So that's something that we're uh, we're going to have to be uh, right on um, our ability to try to slow them down where possible. They're, they are very big uh, using their hands as well, away from the contest and also just in transition. They'll, they like to use their hands. They like to run from behind. So you can't give them that room to be able to just chain with their hands. They've got to be absolutely up on that and making sure that uh, you're putting that, that handball type of game or running type of game under a lot of pressure. As the women's game evolves, Croc, uh, and this is, this is a question I ask without judgment and trying to diminish the women's game because... You know, you and I both have got enormous regard for it and it's genuine regard for it. But as the game develops and strategically it starts to get a bit more sophisticated, is it still... You've got to be able to stop an opposition team, obviously, but is it an, is it a, an, is it an easier game to um, plan against? You've got to stop the oppo from doing what they... But do they have as big a range of um, possibilities... Um, to throw at you as maybe we see 
in the men's game? I think, Andy, you know, especially with uh, the growth of the game with expansion, you know, the four new teams that have come in and we're now all represented, you know, with 18 teams, um, you know, it, they've had a very short period of time, some of these teams, to be able to embed a game plan. And I would have thought that the simplest way for coaches to have gone about it is, um, you know, it would be about the contest, you know, making sure that we're, we're strong in the contest yeah. and getting the ball forward from the contest. So I imagine that, you know, their, their defence is pretty pretty basic, you know, you know, pretty much one-on-one. And then it becomes just about territory when they get the ball in hand. So I think that would probably be a pretty strong basis for a lot of the teams to build on just in their infancy. Yep. But... For some of the teams that have actually been in the competition for uh, for a while, um, they've been able to put a few layers on top of that. As you said, probably a little bit more with uh, you know Melbourne with their their ball movement, changing the angles, using their hands a little bit more. Um, Brisbane, you know, really strong territory team. They get a lot of speed ahead of the football, um, and they're very good at their uh, their contest method. When they take a contest, they layer that really well. So. And then there's other teams defensively that are probably trying to play with a little bit more system, you know, than just um, a basic one-on-one type of defence. So I think, you know, there will be teams as we go that will just layer, um, you know, the more basic game, and the game will just improve all the time. Hey, Darren, just on a more broader sense, and I guess it speaks to some of the things you just spoke about there, but when you look at what's happening uh, right now with the potential uh, issues with ground availability have do you think we've got it right with the timing of when the season's being played and uh, I thought when when before when you there was that overlap at the start of the season and that combination you have with the men is actually a healthy thing and maybe that that they could look towards more doing more of that yeah look I think um, it's well in answer to your question Gage it's much better this time of year than when it was you know, like my yeah, first right. couple of seasons, yeah. um, you know, but playing it in the warmest months of the year on the same size oval that the men play on with two less players, I don't think that was great for the product of AFLW. Mm. So, you know, and, and, with, and you also put on, you know, you're working with part-time athletes, you know, that are working during the day and, and come in of a night time to train. So that combination wasn't great when the time of the season was, was that time of year. This mm. is a much better time of year. There's no doubt about that. And I think you're right. You know, um, the, the combination or the overlap was, a, was good for the game, mm. for our game. Whether we've got enough, you know, eyeballs on our game throughout that period because obviously the men's finals, you know, were taking precedence at that, that mm. time of the year. Um, but with 10, you know, at the moment we're only a 10-game home and away season and that will obviously build out and I think it will probably build out the other way. It won't go back towards Christmas, I would assume. I'd imagine it would go back more into the men's season, which would then mean that we're playing more into the home and away season of the men's program. And, you know, hopefully it's a way of actually getting, you know, a few more um supporters, you know, that are supporting your men's program, you know, just getting rusted on with our uh, with our yeah. women's programs as well. So do you like the idea mm. of double headers, like the, the the women playing before the men? Is is that or the other way around? Is that something that yeah that you, you like the idea yeah, of? I really like the idea of that, Andy. I, we um 
we played uh, last time we played Melbourne actually was round two, which was right. uh, we played a uh, curtain raiser at the MCG to the uh, Melbourne Sydney final, and um, you could just see the second half of our game. Well, firstly, the, it was the first time a lot of our players had played on the G, so that was you know, <laughs> you had to rein them in a little bit uh, because <laughs> of the excitement around that. Yeah. But the other thing was the second half of that game as the crowd built for the men's game. Um, it was uh, really exciting for the girls to play in, in front of that type of atmosphere. Um, we, we had a similar situation my first season. We played a game. It was a men's, it was a men's first r- round one game, and we played the last round of the season up at the Gabba against Brisbane. And uh, Sydney and, uh, and Brisbane and the men's were playing after us. And it was a similar thing. Like The atmosphere and the build for the men's game you know, really added to, uh, to what the girls were feeling out on the ground. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, just before, what sort of nick are you in? How's the squad looking? Yeah, the squad's pretty good, mate. Pretty, pretty strong. Um, you know, we got a couple of uh, couple of niggles, but um, you know, obviously this time of year, it's uh, you're getting to the pointy end. It's it's you know ten home and away, and now we played two finals. Um, you know, and you know, really contrasting finals games. One was just a, a you know low scoring dower tight affair against Geelong that we were able to find a way to win, which was really encouraging. And then last week against Richmond, it was a a, a bit of a contrasting game. It was a little bit more open, more free-flowing and scoring affair. So nice for our players to be able to get gain the confidence that they can can, uh, win in both types of modes. Um, But yeah, from a a healthy perspective, yeah, we're, we're okay. Good luck, mate. Uh, hopefully we get a good crowd out there on Saturday afternoon. It kicks off on Friday night, Brisbane and the Adelaide Crows and then North Melbourne and Melbourne on Saturday afternoon. Good luck. It's been a hell of a season again by you and your girls. Um, we wish you well. Thanks for your time. Thanks, fellas. Thanks for having me. Good, good on man. you, mate. Darren Crocker, coach of the North Melbourne Footy Club AFLW prelim finals this weekend. Uh, ten minutes to two. It's hey. a remarkable day we're having out here it's for beautiful. the Midway Commercial Industrial Business Launch out mm. here at Mount Derrimut Golf Day. Uh, magnificent to see so many people getting together and making business connections. Hopefully going to make some really significant difference in this area and others as well. All doing it and raising money for the rural prostate uh, cancer treatment uh, along mm. the way as well, which is terrific. It's a fantastic course. <laughs> Thank you. And you've, we, I think we've done an outstanding job of letting people know. And uh, well, I wouldn't let other people tell you that. No, as far as getting the message out there for uh, blokes to go and get tested. Oh, no doubt about that. Yes. I'm not sure what more we could have done. Hey, Andy, the, with a lot this week has been made of uh, Michael Pell, the AFL umpire. Yes, it has been. And the way in which that, uh, unfortunately, he's been embroiled in a, a betting scandal mm. on the Brownlow with the three two ones. Apparently, that well, allegedly, there was he was providing information across uh, 10 of the rounds that a uh, few mates were able to... Uh, have a get a go. decent return. That's right. That's so we're led to believe. Well, well, allegedly so. And unfortunately, when you <laughs> think of gambling and uh, gambling now with sports and the potential corruption that it leads to, it's clearly not restricted to Australia because over in the UK, in England, in fact, uh, Brentford oh, striker. Yes. This young man, well, he is still pretty young. I think he's only about 25, 26. Ivan to- Tony, Tony is Ivan, his Ivan name. Tony, yes. Ivan Tony, that's right. Well, he's um, he's going to have to face uh, the 
the authorities Correct. on the basis that he allegedly, and I repeat, allegedly, <laughs> there are 232 breaches of betting rules <laughs> dating back to 2017 Shouldn't, when he was I'm with when he was with Newcastle. Now, no, one of the things did it start when he started at Newcastle, but I think the betting started when he might have been at Scunthorpe. Well, maybe even... Well, I, could, I stand correct. Stand to be corrected, but... Newcastle and Brentford is the one that... Uh, the areas that I think of the, the bulk of the 232 infractions, alleged infractions, occurred, Andy. But uh, I okay. think the, the reason why this jumps right. out to at me, can I say this, yes. is that, one, 232 is a large, large number. Correct. That's a lot, a lot of betting that's been going on. When you are alleged a, pl- betting. a player in the league. And betting on your games, Correct. other games, and all sorts of games when Who there's 232 <laughs> of them. Who regularly told but, not to do it. Yes. Yes. But yes. what I the thing that sticks out to me is that I think our systems in place here must be very, very good on the basis that you've got a very, very small incident and it's been picked up. It's been taken care of, or not taken care of, but it's been investigated, and we await the outcome of what's happening. But I think, I think it you make a very it good point. Brings Andrew. a lot of confidence. We've got to get to the break. Oh, I had a bit more to say. <laughs> well, we're just about to sign off here uh, from Mount Derrimut Golf Club. Been mm. joy to be out here for the Midway Commercial Industrial uh, hey, Business Day. Is uh, Ivan and doing Tui. some great work with the Rural Prostate Cancer? Uh, group as well. Is Ivan Tui because this is coming off the temper text machine? Is Ooh, there a possibility? Ivan. I, Ivan Tony, Tony sorry. Yeah. Uh, Tony. Ruby Tui's the New Ivan Zealand rugby Tony. league player. That's right. Well, is uh, is there was there a possibility for representative level at the World Cup uh, with that England? Uh, oh, wow. Tick says the rod. Well, I can t- clearly tell why it, uh, maybe they just put a pause on that with 232 well, alleged They would have been, they probably, the FA, I imagine, although whoever picks the England's English squad, mm-hmm. Probably might have been aware of uh, the emergence of There's no problem charges with. against him. So I think it is new, uh, not th- probably. Th- that may have precipitated uh, mm. the um, omission from Ivan Tony from the squad and the eventual team. So there you go. We Midday are done. madness done. Been a joy. Midday madness for wrong fuel extraction. We enjoyed everything about today. <laughs> Twain will be back soon. Have a good day. Cricket See you next. tomorrow.